Hello, and welcome to Medium Salt, the show where we force you into a total recall and bring back the haunting memories of 90s past. I'm one of your hosts, Kate, and I'm joined by my excellent friend and fellow Martian rebel, Matt. Today, we're discussing the 1990 film Total Recall, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. But first, Matt, how's it going today? Uh, it's it's going. It's going. Been cold out. Which usually doesn't bother me, but I'm having like PTSD from February, so I hate the cold now. Yeah. Or you have a small child and then you have no electricity. Mm-hmm. Oh, this, this episode is going to come out in February. So just to be clear, I mean last February. Yes, where Texas uh, endured an ice apocalypse, which for people who mm-hmm. are from the cold, I know there was a lot of people who didn't really understand what the problem was. Mm-hmm. But the problem was Texas is really Texans themselves, people that live here who don't have a large effect on public policy or even really an understanding of it necessarily are used to the heat, right? Like we have great air conditionings. Mm-hmm. We don't really have functioning fireplaces. We don't really have a lot of thick coats because <laughs> you'd have yeah. to wear them one day a year normally or whatever. Right. 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 Our and house, then, the houses aren't built for it. Yeah. Um, absolutely they're not, not insulated for it. The, we don't have the, we don't have the infrastructure. We don't have snow plows. We don't have salt trucks. We don't have um whole lot All of the wheel tires use, or whatever. Know? Yeah. Like we don't, we don't like, I know a lot of my family back up north, like they still use oil heaters and stuff. It's like, we don't even have that. We don't have mm-hmm. any of that. Um, at best, you have, we have electric heaters, we have natural gas heaters. When the power's out and the natural gas lines are frozen. Um, but yeah, a lot of the houses don't have fireplaces. Or if they do, yeah. they have natural gas fireplaces, not wood fireplaces. Right, right. And so it was a really big deal. It got very cold for a really long time. Tons of people's mm-hmm. pipes froze. Uh, mm-hmm. We didn't have water. Our pipes froze, but we never lost electricity. Mm-hmm. So we still had heat. And we took in a couple mm-hmm. of our friends who didn't have either. Or maybe they had water, but no electricity. And it got down to like 42 in their apartment. So they, them and mm-hmm. their cats and their leopard gecko all came and stayed with us. So Yeah, that sucked. Let's not do that again. Uh, I'm holding my breath. Yeah. Well, I got, yeah, I bought a bunch of like camping equipment and stuff to, to weather another event if mm-hmm. necessary. Yeah. We were walking a couple of miles to use the CVS bathroom. And then I was like, you know what? Mm. It's getting really bad in there. I'm probably just going to not do that anymore. <laughs> so. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, we got like a little propane heater. Well, and a lot of times you couldn't even go anywhere because the roads were too icy mm-hmm. or too yeah, yeah dangerous. People don't know how to drive in the ice and the snow. So even if you do, it's very likely that you're going to be putting yourself in danger by driving on yeah. the same roads as people who don't know how to. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, let's, yeah. I can understand that. I, on the other hand, I'm like, ooh, it's so chilly. I love it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I was, I was really, when I first heard about the storms, I assumed that the power cycling would work as intended mm-hmm. and they would, you know, shut off our power for a little bit and then it would come back and then it would turn off and then it would come back. Yeah, that's what like I was kind of ready for right? that. I was ready for that. And I wanted to like, you know, play in the snow with my son. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be like, look, kid, snow. Hopefully this is the last time you see it for a while. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. But instead, we uh, spent it, you know, freaking out and trying to survive. That was stressful. Yeah, I wish we could just, like, melt all that ice and turn it into air. For Mars. For Mars. Oh, I see what you're doing. Keep going. Just like in the movie from 1990, <laughs> Total Recall. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I hadn't seen Total Recall since I was probably 13 or something. Mm. I was very... Yeah, it's as yeah. bad as I remember. Yeah, I. Uh, so it turned out this was another one of those movies I only ever caught on cable. Oh, yeah, you didn't see the beginning or the end? I, I saw the end many, <laughs> many, many times. I had not seen roughly the first hour before. Oh, no. <laughs> uh. I'd only ever seen the last hour. So, like, in my mind, it, it took place exclusively... On Mars. On Mars. And uh, judging like, and, and, and watching the film now, uh, it, it could have definitely done that. <laughs> <laughs> the, first, the first hour of the movie is completely like... <sighs> it's, it's just understand. an hour he has of... this whole other life. Yeah, it's an hour of act one, yeah. basically. It's just an hour of setup. Yep. And Not learning things. Setup. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly... You're really just wasting time till you get to three boobs. And then the movie begins. My theory about three boobs is that they almost specifically made it so that A, they look super fake, and B, they're the only breasts that are ever shown in the movie explicitly. Because mm. I think they're not really real. Like... Right. They're the only human nipples that we see. <laughs> well, uh, you could argue not Debatably, human. I bet I bet yeah. they fought with the ratings board about that. Well, those are not human nipples, those are mutant. Yeah, also like, look, that's Play-Doh. You can tell. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. The music at the intro is really awesome. Yeah, the music actually is really good and in fact won awards or was nominated for a lot of awards. Uh, yeah. Total Recall also won an Oscar for its visual effects. Yeah, which um, makes sense. There was a there was a lot of practical special effects. I do love practical special effects. Maybe not in this yeah. movie, <laughs> but I yeah. do. This movie was like nothing was the way things. I mean, I guess it's just one of those overblown action type movies. Like your face yeah. is popping out, all of your eyeballs as soon as you're exposed to any sort of vacuum. Yeah. And well, I mean, it's 1990, and it's Paul Verhoeven directed mm -hmm. this. Did His you know previous he survived film was Robocop. Nazi, uh, Nazi occupation? Uh, I and did not, but he's the right age for that, so I believe yeah, it. Yeah, and so he, uh, apparently it affected a lot of his films. So I was like, yeah, yeah. that tracks. Yeah. So, yeah, his previous film was Robocop, and his, his like, next film, next big film, I think, was, like, Starship Troopers. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually, so he, between that, he did other big films, too. He did Basic Instinct, and he did, um... Oh, there was one other one that was really big. Uh, Showgirls? Did he do Showgirls? Yeah, he directed Showgirls. He directed Basic Instinct. Like, he was on a tear for a second. Robocop, Total Recall, Basic Instinct, Showgirls, Starship Troopers, and then oh, Hollow crap. Man. And then after Hollow Man, it's like a bunch of nothing anybody's really heard of unless you're like a big Paul yeah. Verhoeven well, fan, I'm I guess. I'm a little concerned about his frequent uh, depiction of violence against women. Mm, but, yeah. Because I remember watching Hollow Man and there is... 
a really horrific uh, rape scene in it. I have not seen Hollow Man. Well, <laughs> spoiler alert, yeah. Um, I actually haven't watched Showgirls. I've seen I've seen Starship Troopers. That was I fun. did see Starship Troopers. Yeah, what's interesting is you see this this thread in his works about anti-authoritarianism and things like that, right? Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. true in Total Recall as well, because I guess the whole idea... <laughs> I'm going to try not to show how confused I am about actually what happened. <laughs> but no, I'm not... Like, I'm going to... Okay, so... Arnold Schwarzenegger was originally a bad guy. They decided yes. to embed, I, I'm using bad guy in the, you know, action movie sense, right? Yeah. He, yeah. So there's two teams. There's the Imperials and the Rebels. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's the capitalist Martian dickheads. And then there's the freedom fighters, right? We've heard this set up a million times before. But Arnold Schwarzenegger is a member of the agency. I love it when movies give this the agency's like just the blandest most oh yeah not really yeah, scary sounding agency. names but like <laughs> yeah the agency everyone <laughs> says it with baited like breath oh yeah um, i actually i can t uh I have, I have some things i could say about that but let's uh i'll let you let's finish this part first because we could go I, it'll be a tangent <laughs> yes i love a good tangent okay so he was a bad guy they implanted memories into his brain remind me that i want to talk a lot about the demonstration of technology in this movie um but they had mm. memories implanted in his brain that made him think that he was actually a freedom fighter who was in love with this woman who was a sex worker and he truly believed that he fell in love with her and or maybe he just believed he was a freedom fighter and then he actually fell in love with her that part remains unclear and then he got in close with them <laughs> and then they double, double cross. No, see, that's, okay. that's, there's a huge plot hole. It makes no sense. <laughs> so, okay. So here's, here's my understanding of the plot. Okay. okay go ahead. Bad Arnold named Hauser. Good yes. Arnold named Quaid. Yes. Okay. Hauser is an, is a spy for the agency mm -hmm. and he is, planted in deep or he's trying to get in deep with the rebels mm -hmm. um he's kind of surface level at first um with the um the love interest and like <clears throat> some of those people but hasn't gotten into the inner circle mm -hmm. of the rebellion yet the resistance i don't i don't forget what they're called the resistance and um so so him and his boss come up with a plan to give him a fake identity of Quaid, where he so he's sent to Earth, given the 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 life of a of a fictional man named Quaid, uh, who's a construction worker, and has a really swank apartment, working construction, and apparently <laughs> working construction in the future is just a bunch of guys with jackhammers and a hole. Yeah, and um, <laughs> we've improved technology, but not that yeah. much. So the idea was that this Quaid guy is got, his life is going to be so boring. He's going to be obsessed with Mars. He's going to go, um, he's going to go get total rec go to, go to recall, which is going to implant mem or the two implant vacation. But instead he remembers parts of his old life, 
but not all of it. So you're saying that part was intentional because yes, that's it was the all part where it was part of, of the plan. I mean, at the end, they're like, "Ha, ah, that was part of my plan," but they also tried to kill him a lot. And well, the, the the henchman tried to kill him a lot. Yes, and his boss was like, "Don't kill him." That's true. He's like, "Why? Why don't we kill him?" It's like, "Listen, I don't pay you to think. <laughs> I pay you to point guns where I tell you to point them." Yes. So the idea and was to does. like basically incept this idea in his head that he was going to go go rebel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the 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 recall thing actually was an accident because it was too early. The plan wasn't ready to go off yet. Oh yeah. Okay. Which made which made thing. boss man a little frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, and the henchman d- who didn't know the whole plan was busy trying to kill him. Right. He's like, no, but we should kill yeah. this guy because I really just don't like his face. <laughs> so Quaid believing fully that he's a good guy because he got a message from himself from his pre- from Hauser guy. saying that hey, you're a good guy. You need to get to Mars so that they could he could lead the the empire to. Quato, who's the leader of the rebellion. <laughs> and he then does that. Yes. And the whole reason that they actually need him to believe that he's a good guy is because the mutants are psychic yeah. and they'll be able yeah, to so see they would know if he thinks if he was... he's a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which is it, okay. So all, and the funny thing about this is this, um, this movie, like very, very many sci-fi films is based on Philip K. Dick's story. Mm-hmm. That, I've uh, not read the this story one. for this one is called "We Can Remember It for You Wholesale." Now I'd actually not read this one, but I I do own it. Oh, so I I decided to read it. Mm-hmm. Tell us everything. And, uh, man, there is very little. <laughs> I thought <laughs> uh, there would be. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, "There's no way." <laughs> the, no, the thing is, is this the plot line in the story? Like, you can tell Verhoeven has read a lot of Philip K. Dick mm-hmm. and is probably a fan of Philip K. Dick because there's elements of his other work in this movie. Um, yeah, just that not, makes sense. Just not We Can Remember It For You Wholesale. Like, the, the basic premise of, of We Can Remember It For You Wholesale is there where a, sal- a, a boring salary man um, wants a exciting life he wants to visit Mars and, and be a, and he wants to like the super spy package. Cause he wants a little bit of venture and excitement in his life. Um, so he goes to, to recall to get those memories implanted. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's pretty close. Like he's not a construction worker, but it's, it's close. Um, like a lot of Philip K. Dick stories, he has a frigid wife who's, who's horrible to him. And I could get into, I think we could, we could do, we should yeah, do a really life on Philip Phil. K. Dick sometime. <laughs> Yeah. But, um, so he goes to, to recall and then it turns out that he actually is a super spy and so they can't implant memories in him and it's like a whole thing. He has a conversation with a the guy, they try to kill him. He runs away. He makes a deal with the guys trying to kill him that like, Hey, what if we just implanted another memory in my head instead? Mm-hmm. And then we can go back to the way things were and the good guys agree. And then like all Philip K. Dick stories, there's like a twist at the end. Do you want to read it or? or? No, just tell me the twist. Uh, uh, well, okay. Uh, well, well, what if other people want to read it? That's fair. Don't tell me the twist. Yeah. Or I can say spoilers and then I'll be like, okay, skip ahead 30 seconds and post like, to this time. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you offline. Yeah. Tell that. me offline. Yeah. There's, so there's a, or yeah, I'll just there's a twist at the end because it's Philip K. Dick. It's, it's a short, it's very short. It's like 20 pages. 
It's okay, very, well, very short. Just read it. And most, it's kind of boring. Most of it is just people talking, talking. at each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it all takes place on Earth. They never go to Mars. Um, Twist. It kind of all takes place within <laughs> like one block of each other. Like it's like Philip K. Dick stories don't have a lot of globe trotting generally. Like it, yeah. they tend to be like small stories with glo- bigger implications. Which is cool. It's kind of Dick's demo. Um, so uh, like that all works. And so this whole like Mars air evil battle authoritarian stuff like, like this yeah. is all Verhoeven mm-hmm. invention. Um, unless it's from another dick story that I haven't read yet. Um, yeah. It's, it's good. interesting because you know? if you read Heinlein, which I think was another um, influence on Verhoeven, I got lots of shades of the moon is a harsh mistress in this movie and the moon is a harsh harsh mistress wow that is a hard phrase to say um basically the moon becomes a penal colony and you can earn your freedom through like indentured servitude and i kind of got whiffs of that and this because despite the fact that it's not that far in the future mars has already become a stratified Mm -hmm. system right where there are people that are clearly just in the mines mining for some random mineral that we've invented because we can't just use ones that exist in movies Mm -hmm. and so uh yeah and so there's this hierarchy already so i thought that was interesting also who the fuck makes a bunch of giant life protecting globes that hold in air on an ale like a on another planet out of glass ah! <laughs> <laughs> like what <laughs> oh no the glass will crack well whose idea was this there are like asteroids there's no moon on mars to protect it mm-hmm. there's no like atmosphere, no to, atmosphere burn things up. to burn up yeah yeah you know why mars looks like a pitted face of a teenager who's stressed all the time because it's constantly hit with asteroids ah! <laughs> yeah yeah not to mention the wind and the dust that's always being picked up that yeah, would totally like, etch away at the glass after yeah, a while let's let's and, make all of these things out of glass so we can see the beautiful yeah. martian landscape i mean don't right. get me wrong it's pretty cool looking in an alien desert sort of way yeah but that's uh, anyway yeah so all that stuff is complete convention um i was definitely getting whiffs of do androids dream mm-hmm. um well this when, whole idea about what what is reality right like at the end of the movie yeah. he chooses to be not a person he is right he chooses to mm-hmm. be the good Quail, guy and he Quail. stops them from fixing quote-unquote yeah. fixing his original identity back yeah. into himself yeah because that would have been a bad guy and he wants to stay a good guy yeah, he wants to get the girl and stay a good guy, but he doesn't remember oh. what he's losing. I mean, the underlying premise is really interesting, and then it's just to a bunch of really over-the-top, bloody violences added on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it's it's a lot of its excuses for the creature effects that they, yeah. they want to show off, the, the, the bulging faces and the mm-hmm. mutated, you know, kind of body horror. Yeah, they kind of just glance right over the how do we have all these random mutated humans, but not really yeah. that many. Yeah. Something about like, oh, well, it's because we they, they went out without air for too long. And, and, and they were exposed we, we to too many Martian sun rays, even though yeah. the sun that Mars gets is the same sun that we get. So it's like, um, 
I guess there's too many like special kind of sun rays that our atmosphere protects us from. Yeah. I mean, we do have and, an ozone layer that helps. Yeah. That's and true. a magnetosphere. Do so. you ever remember being super worried about the ozone layer? That was definitely a thing that I was super That was a thing. That was, was the nineties, right? Yeah, the ozone layer it totally was a big was. deal in the nineties. You know what happened is we stopped doing the things that were eating away. We stopped using And it came back, most importantly. Yeah. Yeah. It's because we listened to science at least a little bit back in the we day. We used to. <laughs> yeah. Like not yeah. very much. We still had our issues, but like we we were like, eh, hey, okay. Yeah. Everyone yeah. agreed was like, hey, the ozone layer. Pretty that's, probably not, that's that's probably a good thing to keep around. And no one was making shit tons of money on, uh, I guess, hydrofluorocarbons, CFCs, I guess. Yeah. So they were just like, yeah. yeah, fuck it. We'll do something else. Something that makes us more money. Um, which is <laughs> um, what I wish the, 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 a lot of the oil companies would do right now. It's like, yeah, okay, we'll do something else that yeah, makes us more we'll money. We'll invest our gargantuan <laughs> resources into yeah. making the planet a better place. Yeah. yeah. I mean, plastics Instead are useful. Instead of lying right? to people so, like, about recycling. Rah! Yeah. Yeah, I was reading an article yesterday about uh, an iceberg that finally melted all the way and it has it has dumped 680 million gallons of fresh water into mm. the Arctic area of the ocean. And I was like, oh, wow. And the article did not seem as alarmed as I was expecting it to be. It was like, we want to figure mm -hmm. out how this is going to affect the local ecosystem. But thankfully, the iceberg didn't didn't go didn't mar the seafloor too much and i was like oh okay well, i'm just waiting to see because hmm. i've also been suggested randomly about nine articles that maintain that we're already undergoing the sixth mass extinction and i just haven't clicked on any of them because i can't handle it right now so, yeah i don't care yep the world yeah. yeah i know the world is ending thank you yeah <laughs> i don't necessarily need to know the details right now mm -hmm. it's a this fear of control thing, like, you know, some days I feel more empowered to do things. But anyway, back to Mars, the next planet we're going to fuck up. Um, mm -hmm. So they have built this entire colony on Mars. And as far as I can tell, it's largely for A, prostitution, and B, mining this very specific mineral that is used for war on Earth. Yeah. Which is so, the most cynical view of the human race that I have ever right. seen. <laughs> well, it's like, well, you need, you need your miners to go mine mm -hmm. the ore mm -hmm. and then you need your prostitutes to keep the miners busy and not revolutionizing your enterprise. Well, joke's on you. They're setting up their hideout inside of yeah. the last resort, which is a hilarious yeah. name for a brothel, a Right. B, yep. this brothel's brought to you by Pepsi. And C, um, mm -hmm. there's actually a <laughs> um, a woman with dwarfism who is yes. named Thumbelina in oh, this is that fucking the, the movie. the character's name? Yes. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. When, when the mutant who loves her yeah. uh, finds out that, like, there's a, there's, like, a firefight, gunfight sort of thing inside the mm -hmm. brothel, of course... He calls out to her because he's like, oh, no, because oh, she gets hit yeah. or something. Yeah. And then, of course, she gets a gun and gets up on the bar and then wastes yeah. a bunch of agency folk. That was my favorite folk. bit. I yeah. Was like, I was yeah. like, fuck, yeah. You go, girl. Empowered woman. The only one in the movie. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, you know what they say. What do they say, Walk Matt? tiny and carry a giant gun. Yes. That is not a... Yeah, that, that tracks. Um, so, yeah, the representation of women in this film sucks. It's, yeah, it's bad. It's not, it's not great. It's, it's not great. The, and the minorities is just as bad. Oh, um, yeah. Because the, one... only, the only minority character in the film turns out to be a traitor. Yes. He's also black and constantly says he has five kids that he can't feed at home. And I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. the worst yeah. fucking thing I've ever oh, heard. He's a, he's a total stereotype. It's, it's yep. terrible. He's got like the, I'm a taxi driver. And I, you yeah. know, he's got the Chris Rock sort of weird yell thing going on. And mm. he could have been the same person who played that. Welcome to Hollywood. I've got a dream person from Pretty Woman. It's, it's, it's got a very <laughs> similar energy. And it makes me it wonder does. if there's like someone near the writer's offices, like in Hollywood, and they all just or knew just that guy. That, and like, they just wanted to stick him in their movie. The sandwiches or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Yeah. He's a fucking traitor. And he should be getting royalties. <laughs> but fun character. I would have liked it better if they telegraphed it a little bit more that he was a traitor. Like if he's changed the number of kids every other time or something. Yeah. But they, they never call attention to it until the very end. Like that would have been kind of like a I fun thing I would have liked it better if he had been powerful. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, cause he's not even a high level traitor. He's just, I mean, he's just a lackey. A guy. peon he's, who who's yeah. on the wrong side, essentially is what we're meant yeah. to kind of believe. Right. Like he's not. Yeah. Cause of course all of the, Evil people are rich white men that yeah. all kind of look the, the way same he does. Oh, the one-liners in this fucking movie. Uh -huh. The one-liners uh, in this movie, like when 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 Benny dies, he goes like "screw you" or something. Consider this a divorce. Consider that a divorce. His fake wife, and she's like, "Would you yeah. would you kill us after ever? Would you kill me after everything we've been through that we haven't really been through?" And uh, he says, "Consider this a divorce." As he shoots her on screen yeah. violently. Like, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Also, the fact that this woman is the love interest of the main henchman mm -hmm. and is somehow being used as a fake wife, like that women's only purpose in this film mm -hmm. is sex, right? They're either prostitutes mm -hmm. or they're pretending to be the wife of someone while also being in love with someone else. Mm -hmm. essentially being paid to have sex so yeah you know. both ways so yeah and there's a lot of weird sex stuff in this movie like yeah. she whenever she fights she goes for the balls constantly she's just hitting arnold schwarzenegger in the crotch over and over again you can make listen a, if like i a, had to a, get in a fight with arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> that's fair that's very i'd fair. probably do the same thing <laughs> Even when he's uh, incapacitated, though, she does it towards one. I mean, that, that, on that's just for fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, take that. And there's the whole somebody grabs his package and says, oh, what have you been feeding this thing? And he goes blondes because his fake wife was blonde. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> I yeah. don't even have words. Yeah. Yeah, this film, yeah, yeah, it's not great in it's, terms of that. It's got so many interesting, like, things, though. I can yeah. see why it has, like, sticking around in your head power, because, yeah. like... 
So some of the like effects and ideas of the future are really cool. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why it sticks around. Like mm-hmm. the digital, like the nail polish that the one oh, receptionist yes. has where she like I... taps it and it changes color. Like I was like, that shit's cool as hell. I fucking love that. <laughs> I want that. I want that. <laughs> like forget all the other technology. I want that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the robo taxi is goofy. Yeah. Like you can create really realistic holograms and mm-hmm. weird face mask things that come off of your right. head that talk on their own or change voices and you invented yeah. like a weird looking <laughs> robo like is that someone's great yeah. uncle that you modeled all these taxis right. off of what's wrong with this yeah oh it's so bizarre the robots especially because like nowadays like now that we're getting close to actually having robo taxis one day mm-hmm. like why would you waste that many much material on a little fake driver when it could just like not have that Especially since the thing, like all the cars in this film are basically just like golf tart, golf carts with shit glued on them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're not very big. Yeah. Yeah. And so like they have all these things that they included to make you see ah, the technology of the future, but they're all so absurd. And what's absurd is not necessarily what's there, but what's missing. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you yeah. commented on the jackhammer thing, which I maintain was only an excuse to show off Arnold Schwarzenegger's arms, oh, I mean, which to be fair was. are like the size of redwoods on steroids. Yeah. But, but like he could have had a jackhammer, but like every, like there was like, I was watching, I was like, oh, that's a, that's a lot of jackhammer. That's a, <laughs> that's a lot of jackhammers. Holy shit. That's a lot of jackhammers. Yeah. I swear to God. It's like two dozen guys. With jackhammers. Yeah. And they're just clearly... all sitting there. There's a, and there's like a fucking like excavator right next to them. <laughs> and they're all just like. We're sorry. It has on? to be a jackhammer. So here's my theory. All of those people are people that the agency has given a new life to, but they just have no yeah. imagination and they want to be able to keep yeah. track of all of them. So it's basically like a sheep pen for people who are not living their real lives. Yeah. I mean, they've been, they've been working on that same hole for six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> they fill it in and then they just yeah. do it again. Um, also, none of them are wearing very good ear protection as far as I can see. I guess they were kind of wearing yeah. headphones, but then they still talk to each other like they're not, which is one of my beefs about movies. I'm like, all right, that's a yeah. lot of Maybe noise. Th- th- that was the futuristic aspect of the, <laughs> the silent <laughs> jackhammers. <laughs> <laughs> They put silencers <laughs> on them. So they still make noise, but yeah, just like a duh, 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 instead yeah. of, like, we, instead uh, of like, you know. Maybe that's the point. Maybe somehow they're harnessing sound waves for energy or something. Yeah. <laughs> were we talking the other day about making leaf blowers that were quiet and that was going to be your life goal and that would be the only thing you did? Yeah. No, if I, if I could do it, I would absolutely, I hate leaf blowers. I don't, mm-hmm. I mean, I get them. They're just, they're just entirely too loud. And I live in a, like it's a wealthier neighborhood a neighborhood that where, hires people who are not wealthy to leaf blow yeah so i have to listen to leaf blowers pretty much all day every day yeah because those the sound carries on those fucking things mm-hmm. but this isn't about leaf blowers <laughs> but it should be because yeah. i really don't necessarily get them <laughs> yeah I I guess I also just really like leaves. So I'm like, why yeah. would you blow your leaves away? I know that there's probably some sort of specific reason. I don't really care. Uh, they're, I, they're, just, I, I just want them off my driveway and stuff, which is the, the main thing. Cause like, I mean, there are brooms, you know? Yes, there are brooms. They take a lot more work and a lot more time. That's true. No, if I, if I had, 
you know, money and time and I cared enough. I would go to engineering school. I would engineer quiet leaf blowers. And then I would lobby every single city to require leaf blowers that are under a certain decibel level. Mm-hmm. And then I'm the only guy selling these low decibel leaf blowers. You're like, so I'm improving quality of life and becoming a capitalistic asshole at the same well, time. Well, you become a capitalist asshole and then start your own social utopia. That's yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's what a lot of them tell themselves. Well, at least one of them has to be right at some point, right? Maybe. <laughs> and then I could pay Paul Verhoeven a ton of money to put my products in his movie. Because holy hell, does Total Recall have a ton of product placement? If you're I, the biggest one I saw was Pepsi. It was Pepsi. There was a, uh, I think it was Miller Lite. Could have been. It was some beer. Fujifilm, which oh, I yeah. found hilarious. <laughs> it was like, place. oh, Fujifilm thinks they're going to be around. Oh no, <laughs> that hurts my heart. <laughs> Sorry, Fujifilm. And, and the fact that it's film, right? Like it wasn't Fuji. It was Fujifilm. Oh, in the in the in the store in the short story, they the guy pulls out yellow pages. <laughs> if you <Yep. laughs> like, I'm sitting there like, oh, I mean, great. Philip K. Dick. This was probably written. I don't know when we can remember it for you. Wholesale was written, but it, you know, Philip K. Dick was most active in like the 60s and 70s, right? So yeah. I'm sitting there like, oh, yellow pages. It's interesting what they get right and what they don't get right. Yeah. They're just like some things that they're just like, oh, this is just the best way to do this thing. So this is how we're always going to do it. Right. Like this telephones book we print out and, and mass deliver to and, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have computers. Walking up but... to a stationary phone to mm-hmm. talk. Mm-hmm. The movie even has the, the video pay phone. Yeah. In it. Which is weird. Right. All of the <laughs> all of the phones are videos, but you're still like connected mm-hmm. to the phone. Oh, and then in the movie at the at the beginning, they they could they could foresee like the video wall in mm-hmm. his apartment. Mm-hmm. But then he goes on the bus, and there are TVs on the bus, but they're all like CRTs. Mm-hmm. They're all these giant vacuum tube screens. It's yes. like, I, well, granted, the effects for that would have been expensive to to, right. to try to fake <laughs> flat screens because yes. the technology did not exist, exist really. at the, in, in 1990. I mean, I, I think love- LCDs existed, but like too expensive not not yeah yeah and they were still heavy like yeah the first the first lcds were um i like that the fashion for sex workers in the future is 80s athletic wear one of my Mm, favorite parts right Mm -hmm. everyone's wearing just like spandex and sports bras and yeah apparently (laughs) apparently sex workers in the martian future are much more um, modest than yeah. they probably were in the 80s. So, yeah. Well, 1990, right? Like, I think that the whole aerobics thing was really big. Mm-hmm. Right. So maybe it was like that. I just find it hilarious, all of the fashion, because I think we're supposed to think, wow, this is pretty, pretty futuristic ish. And also, oh, look, <laughs> they're just wearing exercise clothes as real clothes. Well, jokes yeah. on you. It does happen, but it's sweatpants. So <laughs> that's yeah. our future. I think, yeah. And I think some of that is a little intentional. I think like Paul Verhoeven is a very like tongue in cheek kind of cheesy mm-hmm. director, especially when it comes to this sort of topic, mm-hmm. the subject matter. So like it can be fun. It can be campy and fun and silly. Um, and it was. Yeah. 
I think, I think, honestly, I think that one of the biggest crimes of this movie, outside of the like terrible way it treats women and minorities, of course, is like just that first half of the movie is boring as hell. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. Like the movie doesn't really begin until he gets to Mars. And that's half another thing is, I never care about his character. Oh, no. I just don't care. He's boring. He's He's boring. Yeah. I have no strong feelings about him one way or another. I almost care about the woman he loves. The character I care the most about is the tiny mutant girl who guesses Mm -hmm. his birthday. Because I'm like, of course, you you have to add a tiny mutant girl to pull at my heartstrings. That's another thing. Women are either grotesque mutants with psychic abilities, which let's just let's just ponder for a moment how he feels about women <laughs> or grotesque, grotesque. And we can read minds. Cool, cool, cool. Um, or they are sex workers or both, you know, so the whole actually using air like it's it's such a it's such an extreme representation of what's already happening under capitalist exploitation which is the means of life being held back from people as a way Mm -hmm. of getting them to exchange their life for more life right yeah yeah and i think that's definitely yeah the critique of capitalism there is is pretty on point Mm -hmm. i feel corporations lack of regulation like we're in the most removed place possible so Mm -hmm. and i guess there isn't an internet in this future, obviously, because there's no, no. yeah, 1990 was, was probably st- like ARPANET. It was still it was it was a thing for nerds. Nerds, it's just a fad. That's yeah. <laughs> gonna go away real fast. It's funny um, that you mentioned like internet and stuff because there's like two things in this film that either later become memes or are bigger deals in other films. And I want to mention it real real quick and tangent. Mm-hmm. Ready. This film has two things in it that that have become famous in other movies. Ooh, the line, clever girl. Yep. Was that yep, before? He says, clever girl. It was before Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Jurassic Park was 94. <gasps> wow. Okay, I think I know yeah, the other one, Yeah, I was too. like, fucking son of a bitch, clever girl. Clever And then the girl. other one, um, when they're trying to convince <gasps> yep. Quaid that he's, in a, he's, he's still in the machine and he needs to wake up to reality, mm-hmm. the doctor pulls out a red pill. A red pill. And I'm like, holy fuck. Holy shit, red pill. (laughs) Turn back now. Yeah. I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah. You had the whole classic airlocks closing. You got to get in. And the ridiculous pressure differential of being like sucked out into space Mm -hmm. and dying immediately because your eyeballs pop out dramatically. Mm -hmm. So that's fun. I love that they have a colony that's big enough on Mars that they need taxis. I found that interesting. Right? <laughs> like, or that they would like bother wasting the space on infrastructure right? that could handle cars. We're humans. When, when air, is invented- a, air is like precious. So you're like. <laughs> yeah. We've invented traveling to space and created a colony on Mars. But we have learned from none of our mistakes. And we're going to put in fucking yeah. roads. Right. right. This is great. And yeah. Someone's in there, fucking Elon Musk is sitting there going like, well, you know, it's really just a golf cart. And, you know, yeah. I've got my well, tunnels. you know. <laughs> I've got my tunnels. Yeah. Well, my how are you going to know that I'm rich tunnel. if I walk everywhere? <laughs> <You're> right. 
And I think that's like one of the also like the, another way they're trying to show the the class differential between Earth and Mars is like, you know, Earth has the robo taxis, but on Mars, you have to actually hire a person. A person is cheaper than a robot. Yes. Um, they are worth less. Well, there's just so many of them. Oh, and now, oh, that's the other thing that really bugs me. I was like, oh my God, this film predicted Ubers. Because <laughs> he's sitting oh, yeah, there and he's like, come on, I've for... got magazines and bottled water. Mm-hmm, Rate me five mm-hmm. stars. You know, the whole thing. But he wishes nine. he had gone with that taxi instead of yeah. Trader Taxi. Right? Like, I was waiting mm-hmm. for the guy to bust out a Snickers, you know? Like, here, have a fun Snickers. I'll have Snickers. Can I interest like, oh you in God. a cold Pepsi Cola full of air? We had Tesla Uber. Now we just have regular Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. I had not really thought of it in that way. And I'm like, yeah, the only like this is the Uber of the future because we don't have cell phones to call Ubers. You just have to right. go out and yeah get a car. And that they had special currency for Mars, which is, I guess, supposed to lead us to believe it is some sort of sovereign nation, right? Yeah. Or like a corpo state because it's all owned by the air company. So yeah. like they have their own like government. Or not government, but like, com- excuse me, company dollars you can use at the company store. Complete control over, over the economy and the living environment of a whole group of peoples, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I just, uh, one thing I do want to mention is I absolutely adored the actress, the actress who, who played, uh, who Arnold was disguised as. Oh. When he, when he the got woman? to, when he go through his customs mm-hmm. and he's like. And he's disguised as that woman. Yeah. Um, that actor, uh, she she she's a boss. I like she she sold it. Yeah, she really did. I didn't even think I about that because I'm Absolutely so used to it. thinking that things are more CGI. But no, she did a great job. And right. then her well, face started the getting bit, all like weird. she like like full on like she like poured herself into that role. She's like sticking her fingers in her mouth, like uh-huh. pulling her face apart. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. That woman looks like she is a lot of fun to <laughs> hang out with. Probably great at parties and has awesome stories. Right? Hold on. I'm trying to find the woman now. Oh, no. What? Don't tell me that. What? I think her role is just fat lady. Oh, no. That's disappointing. I can't see a picture of her, though. She's 70. I'm sorry. I was spinning. I was looking up what people like to be called in this community. Um, the dwarfism community actually prefer to be referred to as dwarves, little people, people of short stature or having dwarfism. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was going to mention Thumbelina. She was a great, yeah. uh, she was a great actress too. She did a great oh, job. Yeah. yeah. Really sad I mean, about she, this. Poor that's woman uh, Debbie Lee, Debbie Lee Carrington. Mm-hmm. I think it was Thumbelina, right? Um, you know, I thought, okay, she was in Men in Black. She's done a lot of stuff, actually. She, I mean, she's brought it in, in, um, Total Recall, so. Yeah. She's probably like, oh, you're actually going to give me a part? <laughs> that I, could yeah. t- I don't just have to be some sort of tokenized version or yeah. representation of my entire people. Well, she'd been acting for nine years at that point. And she, uh, solid career there. Fuck. <laughs> terrible representation of women and minorities yep. especially minority women yep. so i don't really have a whole lot more to say about this movie like i'm not really yeah, that salty about it because yeah it's like I a knew little what salty I was mostly it's going yeah. into yeah. this movie 
doesn't say a whole lot of new things to me, but that could just be mm. because I'm so used to this message now, right? The anti-authoritarian yeah. sort of space colony thing. It pulls in a whole lot of really interesting small tidbits of different things that I enjoy seeing explored more later, but this movie just yeah. is kind of all over the place and there's yeah, guns it's... and people exploding, you know? Yeah. I don't think it does anything the best of any movie and it's certainly not the most interesting portrayal of anything. Um, the, the special, the practical effects that they do are, okay. are cool. They're good to watch. They're fun to watch. They're probably the best, the best part of the movie is the practical effects. Um, mm -hmm. they're cheesy and, and hokey, but they are enjoyable yeah. to watch. They're entertaining. Mm -hmm. The score was really good. Yeah. The score, the score was great. Uh, kind of reminded me of, of T2 a little bit. Mm, I can see that. Yeah. Overall, it's, it's fine. The first hour is pretty forgettable. Yeah. Uh, as a movie, I think, oh, there was one thing I did want to mention about the first half of the, the security of the travel, like <laughs> between the Metro and the, the Mars, like customs. Yeah. Um, in a post 9-11 world is, is entirely quaint. Like, it's mm -hmm. absolutely fucking adorable. Like, they're Just walking walk through an x-ray machine and like, oh, that guy's got a gun. It's like, yeah, because he's not taking off his shoes. Like, come on, man. Yeah. We've got real security. <laughs> like, and even yeah. just the idea that there would be this, like, huge, like, complicated plot to take out a group of terrorists is like, nah, they just go in there and kill everybody. And then yeah. spin it guns. on the media later. Come on. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. they're not going to go through all this nonsense. Nope. Especially when, like, you know where they are. They're all on fucking Mars. You know? Right. Like, like, you know, and you know roughly who's involved. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. <laughs> yep. I could go on, like, I could, I could do a, I think we should do a light assault episode on, on Philip K. Dick adaptations because he, he's had so many. Yeah. He's great. He, he's you know? great for adapting into movies. Oh. Yeah, and there's got to be a reason for it. I haven't actually looked into it, like why he gets adapted so much. Besides just his stories are, are he writes a lot of short stories and they adapt yeah. really well for that reason. I mean, you could say the same thing about, um. Ray Bradbury. Yeah, Ray Bradbury. His stuff doesn't get adapted stories. a whole lot. but I mean, there's Fahrenheit 451. There, well, I guess it wasn't really like adapted, adapted. I never really saw I know they adapted that recently into a more interesting version, but I never actually saw it. So mm -hmm. I don't imagine it's very good. There are other ones that I can't think of. Yeah. But yeah, Stephen King. I think. Yeah, Stephen King's the only other author I can think of that gets adapted as much as Dick does. Yeah. Well, Philip K. Dick also has the market on a lot of these. It's King and Dick. Just, just dicking. <laughs> he has a market on a lot of these big abstract concepts. So you can say, oh, it sounds like <clears throat> this is this story, right? Or like this mm -hmm. story, which is essentially, oh, what if you could implant people's entire memories? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and then they'll take his concept, and most of the in most of the movies, they just like throw everything else out the window and do something yep. completely different with it. Yep. So it's like adapted, yeah. Or they expand on it to a ridiculous a point, like mm -hmm. like the first half of Total Recall has a lot of things from the short story in it. Right. The second half is a complete fabrication. Um, yeah. And they missed out on the cool twist ending of the short story, which none of us know yet, except Matt. <laughs> yeah. He's his own think, brother. Think, that's my favorite uh, <laughs> fake twist ending. <laughs> yeah, that's what the that's what the holograms about. <laughs> yeah, 
That is, so like that's another thing. You can create a hologram realistic enough to double mm-hmm. as your body, mm-hmm. but only you have one. None of the uh, none of the military people do. Strangely no. enough, and you can't. You don't see holograms anywhere else. It's just so interesting how they're yeah. like this technology is cool, but not this one. And it's right. Like, I mean, right, it's just well. pure MacGuffin, so they could do the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I just think it's funny. I, yeah, think, so, I think that should wrap us up for today, though. Yeah, I don't have a lot more to say. Medium saltiness. Yeah, yeah medium salty. I mean, it's worth watching if you have memories of it, I guess, or if you just want to see cool practical effects. But outside of that, there are there's nothing unique here. Yeah, it's a it's a pop culture thing, right? A lot yep. of people still really respect it as a great sci-fi movie. I think that those are just the people who haven't seen a lot of good sci-fi movies, but yeah. maybe that's just or, me being snobby. Yeah. Or just overly nostalgic about it, maybe. Mm, yeah. You know, or they're late not nights women. on sci-fi. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or they're uh, they're not interested in seeing women represented as anything other than sex workers or brutally murdered. So. I mean, what else is there? Uh, I'll get back to you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, thank you again for joining us this week on medium salt. You can find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts. If we're not there, drop us a line and we'll get there. Uh, you can go to our website at mediumsalt.com, Join our discord server. Tell us what you think, request episodes and all sorts of stuff. So thank you again. We love hearing from you and we love talking to you and that'll be all this week on medium salt. And as always, Stay salty.